previously on Algoa FM Breakfast. The weekend, it's around the corner, short week. This is Algo FM Breakfast with Wayne and Lee this morning. On the show on Algo FM Breakfast, we're talking wildlife rescue and leading the fight in rescue, relocation and care of abused wild animals in Ukraine is Warriors of Wildlife, an organization established uh, in the year of 2014 by Lionel DeLunger. Uh, Lionel, welcome to Algo FM. My first time meeting yeah. you. Uh, however, not the first time for the rest of the team. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a while. Um, and I mean, I suppose distance has something to do with it, with you being based in the Ukraine and so on. Um, what brings you back to South Africa? Well, I had to do some business here. It wasn't immediate. Um, I could have put it off until next year, but I had some air miles that I had to use up. And there were some things that we attend to quite urgently. So I just popped back quickly. Literally for five minutes. Literally for five minutes. And then I fly out again tomorrow back to Ukraine. Mm. Well, I don't fly to Ukraine. I've got to go to Romania and then take trains and buses and everything to because get into the skies the are closed. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking about that, you know, wildlife rescue on its own is already a daunting task and then you add in the devastating war and you essentially have Mission Impossible. So how are you managing the challenges of wildlife rescue during an ongoing war? Well, last year we did. We were fortunate. We were able to evacuate 11 lions. We did nine lions from Odessa, um, which we took out like literally under fire. They weren't attacking us, but you could see the missiles tracking overhead mm. to various targets inland. They were firing them from the Black Sea. Um, that was quite a, a special case. On the way in, we had planned our route. We wanted to get in and out as quickly as possible because there were also curfews, and the road that we were taking in they literally bombed the bridge about 30 minutes before before we got there and it was the only route in and we had to turn around and go back into Romania all the way up and come through Moldova so all those things happen um, anyway we got them out and we flew those nine to a big sanctuary in the United States because we couldn't take them here we were in the middle of the drought as you know so it would have been irresponsible to do that mm. And then while I was doing that, also evacuated a bear to Romania and two other lions, which are actually sitting at Simbonga just outside Piena, uh, Simba and Mir. And um, yeah, they were both in pretty bad way. The one Simba we brought out of a town called Nipro, he was the last animal rescued and evacuated in an abandoned and bombed out zoo. So he was oh. lots of mental stress. But they are, and they're doing really well. You guys should go out and visit them and hear their story. Lauren and Keegan at Simbonga give an mm. amazing tour and actually tell the story of the lions that are there. Uh, I mean, you're going out into a war-torn country. It is difficult seeing that. Um, uh, what are you doing to keep yourself sane and, and, and mentally healthy? Comes to be. South Africa for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. um, I got someone to someone. We rescued a dog, so we're also working with pets and animals now because it's very difficult. the The mission that I'm on at the moment, well, on it's been a while. An it's ongoing black, mission. It's an ongoing mission. Yeah. It's a black leopard and a jaguar, highly endangered species that are stuck behind the enemy lines, and we can't get to them. So while we're doing that, I'm providing. I'm working with another guy, Ben from the UK. He's got a little org called Feed the Dogs of Ukraine, and we just bumped into each other, and it's great to have him. And we're working with pets and people now, so we take in aid and we evacuate people out. Um, but 
I downloaded the Listen app and, and I listened to Algo FM over there. I'm hassling Rochelle literally daily with messages. She'll say, oh, how's the traffic? <laughs> so, well, Rochelle, you know, over here, it's, we're dodging missiles and your potholes are nothing oh, compared know, to the laugh. missile crisis. It's not crisis. even funny. Yeah, but you, I know that, but you've got to. Otherwise, you're just going to, you're going to cry, you know, yeah. and you, mm. you're going to be upset. It's ongoing. You don't hear it on the news so much, obviously, for in South Africa for political reasons, and we won't get into that. But um, it definitely is. It's ongoing. It's constant shelling and constant missile attacks. And I've got an app on my phone. The siren goes off, warns us when there's a, a missile coming towards our town or village or city, wherever we're working. And and that's how we live. Bulletproof yeah. vests and things. Talk, talk, talking about the media, um, I mean, what are you – you seeing in Ukraine that we are not seeing in the media right everything. now? What is everything? Thousands of people are dying every day. Homes are being bombed. I can show you little video clips that we worked in. The Russians are literally, people play, okay, where are we going to fly in the world? They put a mask, uh, a blindfold on, and they throw a dart at a map. That's literally what the Russians are doing at the moment. They're sitting across the river from us. When I say we're on the front line, you can actually see them over the Dnipro River. Um, and they just fire and, and hit whatever they want to. It's, it's terrorism. So they're trying to scare the locals so they will run. Mm. Um, and then they're also targeting aid workers. They hit a big aid Aid sp- workers. Yeah. I've been shot at um, twice. In my, I've got a big... Got to change its color. It's a big neon green ex-British ambulance, oh, wow. so they can wow. see me. They can see me from about two hundred kilometers away. Is um, it the same color? Would you say as that visitor sticker on your probably shirt? Probably a little bit brighter. Good grief! Um, you are a target, my friend. Yeah, and so it, it happens every day. There are hundreds and thousands of people dying, civilians and soldiers, every single day. Well, you mentioned off-air earlier that um, men between the ages of 18 and 60 aren't allowed to leave because they're expected to fight. Correct. They can be called up at any minute Mm. to fight. They'll go and get training. They'll be kitted out, which is also another thing. You know, there's a shortage of everything. You always, there's stories about Zelensky asking for arms and ammunition and health. There's even a shortage of uniforms. I brought in a whole, a truckload of, um, military surplus from the UK which the guys loved me for because it's just some kit that they can't get hold of so Mm. they get kitted out taught how to shoot taught the basics and they're off to the front line to go and defend well Lionel you mentioned you know rescuing animals we know you for rescuing wildlife you're now um, involved with pets and you say humans as well people yeah it's a difficult one I suppose but I'm keen to know like for someone in your position who has this deep passion and love for animals. In a situation like this, how do you make the call between human lives and animal lives? Well, you don't really. So I got a call um, to go and pick up two dogs that were abandoned in a village. And driving there, I got another call to say, listen, there's a babushka, a grandmother and her granddaughter in the same village. Can you pick them up? And we got the space, we picked them up, you know. The the ambulance is big, we can fit a lot of people. We've never had to turn anyone down. Mm. Um, we're It's just two of us, you know, it's just Ben and I and, um, and a little dog, Bella, that I rescued. Um, we're on the front line doing whatever we can, taking food in. Um, and the ladies, big problem. Um, hygienic products, they just can't get them. You must understand these people haven't worked for, yeah. for two years. They can't afford to buy 
those products. So that's another thing we also do is take a lot of toilet it, Is the hand. government providing them with that? Any sort of no. aid in that respect? No. 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 Unfortunately not. It's all it's volunteers who are guys like us that are getting together and getting these products and food and medicines and trying to get them to the villages. Well, it's you and Ben and Bella. Um, what if anybody else wanted to join the cause and support? How do people get involved with Warriors of Wildlife? How well, can they help? Well, we've got um, a Facebook page, Warriors yeah. of Wildlife. We've got Instagram, Warriors of Wildlife. There's the website, warriorsofwildlife.org. My contact number is there. It's a Ukrainian number, but I'm on WhatsApp and Telegram. Mm. So anybody can get a hold of us to, to come yeah. in. Hypothetically speaking now, if I was a person that wanted to get involved but go, is it possible to do that? It is. You would have to get an invite from a legitimate organization. They're not just dishing out visitor visas anymore. Yeah. A lot of people think it's cool to be in a war zone. Let, mm. Let's go. You know, And there are a lot of people that are running around there that shouldn't be there at all. If mm. you've got any mental issues, you suffer from depression or anxiety, Don't go. or you've got an alcohol or drug problem, stay very, very far mm. away yeah. um, because it's not going to work out for you. It is really, really dangerous. Mm. So Very heavy to be carrying that around you all the time, but you're doing it, so thank you. Know, you. you know, like I lived there for 12, 13 years, mm. you know, and I, a lot of people say, why do you go there? Well, well I lived it's there home for 13 now. years. It's like my home, you know, yeah. and I've got lots of friends and family, um, and and that's where I want to be. I love being here. The weather's great. Some bonga's amazing. But I get very, very bored, and I feel guilty me sitting here, and I know that all, what's all going on. Someone's freezing on the front line now. Well, you mentioned any. your neighbours. I mean, which I thought was really quite sweet. You said there's a babushka and a diadushka, diadushka, granny and grandpa yeah. live next door to you. Um, who you first thing when you heard these shells going off and so on went next door. Ask them if you needed to take them anywhere. And the sad thing is they had nowhere else to go. They had nowhere to go. And that, yeah. that's their whole life, you know. Um, is they, running. is running yeah. and fleeing. And, and they lived off their little plot of land that they had. Small plot selling tomatoes and cucumbers and stuff that they grew. And that's, that's how they lived and off a very small pension. No passport. Never probably even traveled to mm. the, the, mm. The, the, the capital of Kiev, you know. Fortunately, they're still alive. Um, nothing has happened to them. The house that I stayed in is completely flattened. It got hit by, by a shell about six or seven days into the war. They let me know. Um, but, you know, life carries on, and we, we just try and do what we can do, you know. Yeah. Uh, do, just in terms this is the last question. Sorry, I can see Wayne's head is sweating. Time-wise, we're running out of time here. Just one last question. Like, just in terms of the sense um, – because that's the one thing that the media cannot capture, I suppose. Mm. The real sense within the country and the community, is there still a sense of hopefulness or do you think there's this complete, like, just disparity and disheartenment? Do people feel that there is an end in sight or? There will be an end in sight and they will defeat Russia. You don't understand, before the war, people always pulling against each other and no one worked together. Now they've banded together. It's unbelievable to see the camaraderie amongst them and what they do for each other and the tolerance they have for each other now. Before, no one really cared about anyone else and now they all worry about each other. And mm. They realize they need one another to they, get, yeah, to get through do, this. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? 
and and they're going to win. Um, then there are many places we go to, and the guys are sad and down. And I mean, it's obvious, but they you see them walking the streets and talking, and and life carries on. And they'll do it. They're going to do it. They have nothing else but that. Yeah. Listen, Lionel DeLang is here until tomorrow, you said? Yeah, tomorrow morning. Um, so, yeah, get onto that Facebook page if, you know, anything's kind of tagged at, at your conscience or your heartstrings. You want to help Facebook, Instagram, online. It's, wild, what is it? Warriors, Warriors, of Warriors of Wildlife. Go and check it out. His contact number is there. Get in touch with him. I recommend before he, he leaves. Mm. Please, yeah, my number's there. You can call me. Anyone wants to chat, um, yeah, and let us know when you when you were safe back then. And thank you for supporting us and always sending the messages. And well, we us couldn't even get chocolates this time. No. Yeah, okay, next time, I promise. <laughs> yeah. All right, Come on. I'll bring you some we, chocolate. No, we, because they we, were they were lacquer, weren't they? They were delicious. They were made by our previous president prior to Zelensky. Wowzers. I think I told you that. Story. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay, oh, Lionel, thank chocolate. you so much for thank coming. you for having me on and. Hold thumbs for the Ukrainians. Good luck. Yeah. Stay safe. Thank you. Algoa FM Breakfast is the business.